0: brought to you by the students of Mary Persons High School in conjunction with MPTV. This is Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on MAGIC 100 FM. I'm your host, Carrie Buckendale. The vision of Monroe County Schools is to develop students with the knowledge and skills to be successful. One way the system does that is by placing an emphasis on Career, Technical, and Agriculture Education, or CTAE. Our in-depth look at CTAE month continues this week with a focus on two very different pathways available to our Mary Person students. To kick things off, Mary Person sophomore, Justin Black sat down with our JROTC Army instructor, Chris DuBose.
1: Hi, I'm Justin Black with the MP Stream team. And today I'm speaking with Chris DuBose about the JROTC organization at Mary Persons. Uh, what is JRTC and the mission of it?
2: All right, so JRTC stands for Junior Reserve Officer Training Corps. Contrary to proper belief, the mission of JRTC is not to groom kids for the military. In fact, only about 20 to 25 percent of the kids that join JRTC actually serve in the military. The mission statement for JRTC is to motivate young people to be better citizens. This basically means we want to give our cadets the inspiration and tools necessary to become highly successful and productive members of society, regardless of what career path they take after high school. So uh, throughout JICC,
1: have you seen that mission be accomplished throughout the people you've taught?
2: Uh, like anything else, you don't get through to all the kids, but there is a uh, hopefully a 50 percentile or more that we do get through to. That
1: makes sense. So how long have you been teaching JROTC and what made you want to start teaching it?
2: Uh, I've been teaching JROTC for seven years now. I taught JROTC for five years in the U.S. Virgin Islands uh, prior to coming to Georgia. This is now my second year at Mary Persons. I was introduced to JROTC in Colorado about four or five years before I retired from the military. The Sergeant Majors Association used to volunteer our time to judge the drill competition for the JROTC programs in the Colorado area. And when I was there, I got to see the enthusiasm that those young high school students had in their eyes. When I talked to those cadets about JLTC, they couldn't stop saying how much of a positive influence it was on their lives. It reminded me of my day spent as a first sergeant in army basic training company, when young recruits would go on about how much they appreciated and loved their drill sergeant. And how on graduation day, the parents of those new recruits would come up to me and say thank you for the positive transformation that they were seeing in their sons and daughters. I thought by becoming a JRTC instructor, I could be part of that.
1: Okay, so you are a JRTC instructor. So, what is your role or position in the organization, and what does that like entail?
2: So, basically, we have two instructors in JRTC: the senior army instructor and the army instructor. Uh, I fit the role as the army instructor. We both pretty much do the same thing. We both instruct cadets. I teach the first-year cadets and Major Dunn teaches the second through fourth year cadets. The only difference between us is that the senior, senior army instructor is overall responsible for the JROTC program. Got you. So what would you say are the three
1: most important things that the Let ones, cadets, learn in your class? The importance
2: of making and following a plan is one, the need to be accountable and responsible for your actions and deeds, as outlined in the cadet creed, and what it means to be a leader. Which is definitely something we all need. Yeah.
1: Uh, what is one lesson you hope all cadets take from JRTC after high school and going into
2: the real world? All right, so I call it my three R's of success. The three R's, right place, right time, right uniform. This basically means right place, show up at the right place, whether that be work or school. Right time, show up at the right time for work or school. And right uniform, means, which means show up dressed appropriately for work or school. If you do these three simple things on a daily basis, you will be successful in life. You'll be surprised how many people struggle just to get those simple three things three things—three right. I now have a fourth R, which uh, if you do in addition to those three R's, you will not only be successful, but you will be a, what I call a superstar. superstar. The fourth R is right attitude, so that means now you show up at the right place in the right time in the right uniform with the right attitude. Yeah, and that will even take you even further. Yeah, attitude is definitely really, really important.
1: Uh, what fun things can a cadet in JRTC participate in, and
2: could you explain each? Okay, so fun is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> All right. uh, we have a team what we call Raider Team, which some kids consider fun, but other kids will consider a lot of work. Uh, you have to come to practice every day and do a lot of things. It's a lot of physical things where you uh, have to do a lot of physical challenges, I guess, if you would say. Uh, so uh, the kids that do it consider it fun, but other kids don't <laughs> so much. We also have drill teams uh, where you can learn how to spin a rifle or uh, learn how to march, and we have color guard, which is, uh, um, again, some kids consider it fun, some kids consider it work, but uh, if if you are able to participate on color guard, you get to be forefront and represent Gerald T C at football games and other community-type events. So, like, what do you see most kids participate in, like, which uh, one of those – Raider seems to be the most drawing uh, for the kids. Uh, We're now starting to peak interest in drill team uh, and color guard, but Raider seems to be the one that draws the most interest. Uh, Thank you for your time and it was nice
1: interviewing you. Okay, anytime.
0: Another pathway students can choose is healthcare science. MP sophomore Emma Fox spoke with instructor Stephanie Carter about what healthcare students learn in the classroom
3: your name and what class do you teach? My name is Stephanie Carter and I teach the healthcare occupations slash science classes at Mary Persons. How long have you been teaching this class at Mary Persons? I have been teaching at Mary Persons for four years. What classes can you take that are associated with your pathway? So there are three classes. The first year class is called Introduction to Healthcare Science. Um, it teaches like the fundamentals of healthcare, the laws, the um, terminology that's involved, what it means to be a good healthcare worker, um, some basic life saving skills. And then the second year class is Essentials of Healthcare. That class is based on anatomy and physiology. So it's actually a science credit class. Um, and so it's more focused on learning the anatomy of the human body and how to apply the care that um, is necessary in a healthcare position. And then the third year class is not taught by me. It's actually taught at um, Central Georgia Technical College and it is called Patient Care Fundamentals. And in that class, students take what they learned in the first and second year and they apply it to actual healthcare skills and then they go out and do clinical work and at the end of the semester, they can get their um, certification in nurse assisting. What's the main goal you focus on in this pathway? My main goal in the pathway is to make sure that all of my students have a really good understanding of what it means to be a good healthcare worker. Um, not only um, as it applies to the knowledge that it takes to carry out the job, but to understand the compassion that's necessary to be a good healthcare employee. What kind of students would you encourage to take this pathway? Well, I think I get a lot of students in the first year class that are just curious about it. um, And they learn very quickly whether or not they wanna pursue healthcare. But I would encourage anyone who isn't sure about what they wanna do in their career, but knows that they have an interest in people. Um, the good thing about healthcare is that you don't have to get your hands dirty, per se. You don't have to work directly one-on-one with people. You can work in you know, finance. You can work in administration. It doesn't have to be with actual patients. But there is a lot of reward in that kind of job. How does HOSA benefit outside of the classroom? So HOSA allows students to take the skills that they've learned in my class and apply it in competitive events. Um, they can also help out the community. They can um, meet people outside of the school who work in healthcare positions and really network and figure out what it looks like outside of the classroom and how it applies in the real world. And how can a student finish this course? Well, they have to successfully complete both prerequisites, which is the first and second year course. And then, of course, they'll have to successfully complete the third year, Um, But they have a choice whether or not they want to sit for their licensing exam, which will give them that certification in um, the nurse aide or they can just simply pass the course with acceptable grades and have completed it. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Some Monroe County students are working hard on their submissions for the Georgia Student Media Festival. The festival is designed to stimulate student interest and involvement in all types of media production. This is accomplished by providing an opportunity for students to show their work to an interested audience, to have their work critiqued by a panel of expert judges, and to be stimulated by the work of other students. T.G. Scott Media Specialist Nikki Renfro has a passion for the festival. Let's talk to her to learn a little more about it.
4: Hey, I'm Erin and this is my first year in film. and I wanted to do an interview about the media festival. Hi there, I am Nikki Renfro, and I am the Media Specialist at T.G. Scott Elementary School. A couple questions. So, to start it off, what is the Media Festival? The Georgia Student Media Festival is an opportunity for students to create products using various media formats. Some of the production types include things like website creation, video productions, podcast, um, game development, anything that uses multimedia um, formatting. A specialist, my role during this festival is to support teachers, parents, and students in in the creation process as well as in the judging process. So um, to begin with, I begin promoting the festival, um, informing parents, teachers and students about what what all is involved and generate interest and excitement for this opportunity. And then I help and assist teachers and students when they have an idea for something that they would like to create. So for example, I have gone into many classrooms and we've done green screen projects where students are making their own videos and editing out different um, aspects of their videos. And then also helping teachers explore other digital formats such as book creator with, with students typing their own books and adding audio and text and, and things like that. So. Um, as after promoting and creating then we go to the judging process so I get to help with selecting the projects that will win for the school level and then move on to district as well the George- what is your role in the festival the student media festival is open to all ages and grade levels so that means that students from pre-k all the way to 12th grade can participate in this event And typically I would say our school at TG Scott averages between maybe 20 and 30 project submissions, but that doesn't necessarily represent just 30 students because sometimes um, students are working in partnerships or small groups. We even have projects that are submitted where the whole class has contributed. So I would say overall we have you know, pretty good school involvement and student involvement that, you know, students are being exposed to this opportunity and participating in it. What does it take to move on to
1: state?
4: For projects to move on to the district level and then to state level, they must, um, the projects must receive a superior rating, which would be a score of 96 or higher. So each project is graded in the three categories of content and organization, technical quality, and then just general effectiveness. So all the judges will, you know, evaluate each project using this criteria, and then um, those projects will be moving on if if they're receiving a superior rating. Now, projects between 90 and 95 points receive the merit award and then 80 to 89 receive a participation award. So, students get recognized for these, these levels of performance. What is your favorite project that gets submitted? Favorite project that I have either assisted with or Just observed, I would have to say it would be any of the website design entries because I feel like students who um, are designing websites are really throwing in many different media formats because they may have, you know, animations embedded on their websites or videos and they've organized lots of information with text and and images and such and one project really stands out in my mind and it's one where some some students developed a breakout room using a Google site so it was very fun and interactive and they really got to showcase their skills with digital media and just formatting so um, that would definitely have to be my favorite.
0: It's a very busy time at the Monroe County Fine Arts Center MP sophomore Alex Johnston spoke with fine arts coordinator Samantha Stevens about some of the upcoming stage events.
5: Hi, I'm Alex Johnston with MP Stream Team. Today I'm here with Ms. Stevens talking about upcoming fine arts center events. Hey Alex. So what are some upcoming fine art events and on an average how long does it take to prepare for them?
6: Well, we've got a really exciting calendar over at the Fine Arts Center. Um, This is my first spring at the Fine Arts Center, so I'm really looking forward to all the musicals that are moving in. Um, So let's start with what we've got coming up, shall we? Yes. Okay, so March the 5th, we have a really big tour coming in, and I'm thrilled that we were able to get Mark Lowry. Do you know Mark Lowry? He's a gospel singer and comedian. He toured... You know him. Super funny guy. He's so sweet. Um, He toured with the Gaither Vocal Band for a long time, singing baritone for them. And is just an all-around awesome human. Um, He actually is famous for writing the song, Mary, Did You Know? Hmm. You know that one? I think so. Around Christmas time? Yeah. 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 She's a real good one. So we're going to welcome Mark to the Fine Arts Center on Saturday, March the 5th. 7.30 7.30 p.m. show. We have some great seats still available. You can access them at MonroeFineArts.org or you can always just give me a shout at the Fine Arts Center and we can help you with tickets. Um, But also, like I was talking about all the musicals coming in, this is the season of the elementary school musicals and we are so happy that we're able to welcome them back after a two-year absence due to COVID. So on February 17th and 18th, T.G. Scott Elementary is bringing in a really awesome musical called Space Pirates. It's as, it's as cool yeah. as you think it is. Um, yeah. So we're thrilled about that. And then we'll also have uh, Samuel E. Hubbard Elementary's The Lion King moving in on March 1st. That's a 6 p.m. show. And then we'll cap it off with Annie Jr. Uh, Obviously. Have you seen Annie before?
5: I think so, Yeah.
6: Yeah. It's it's going to be fantastic, and that's KB Sutton Elementary, and they'll be with us on March seventeenth and eighteenth at seven p.m. So
5: yeah. nice. What are some of your personal favorite fine art center events that you have done so far?
6: You know, it's kind of hard to pick just one because everything is uh, is super exciting and. You have to be – we really, really just try to dig our heels in and get super involved and make the most of every event. Um, and so all of them are rewarding. But I do have to say, watching the elementary school students come in and see that lobby and that stage for the first time and their eyeballs just get huge, <laughs> they're so <laughs> excited, yeah. that's a pretty doggone good feeling. I will say that.
5: Right, yeah. And, and what is one event that you're really, really looking forward to doing?
6: I'm – I'm honestly really looking forward to hosting Mark, um, Mark Lowry. I think it's, uh, it's going to be a super, uh, inspirational night for everyone. I hope that the community, um, will make plans to come out. I also really am looking forward to greeting everybody. Uh, it's hard to pick just one thing. I'm looking forward to greeting everyone, uh, for the elementary school musicals as well, because I think it's so important that we focus on our school productions and, um, And remind the public that these shows are open to them as well. They're just as much for the community as they are for the parents and the families and the students as well. So we want people to show up and show out for our kids.
5: Yeah, that's good. Um, how can people purchase tickets to a Fine Arts Center event?
6: It's super easy. Um, we have an online box office at org, Or like I said, if you have trouble with the internet or you're not that comfortable using it, you can always call our Board of Education office or you can call the Fine Arts Center and I'd be happy to help you with it.
5: And is there anything else you would like to share before we...
6: Yes, we have such a good time when we host shows, whether it's a school production or it's a tour that's coming through, so please make plans to join us. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me at the Fine Arts Center and uh, come let us show you an awesome evening.
5: Okay, um, that should be everything, so thank you. Yeah.
0: Now Miss Stevens isn't the only one excited about the upcoming Mark Lowry performance the award-winning performer himself has a special message for his soon-to-be Forsyth audience.
2: Hello, Mark Lowry here, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm coming to Forsyth, Georgia. That's Saturday, March 5th, at the Monroe County Fine Arts Center at 7.30 p.m. And I'm not coming alone. I'm bringing the sound with me. A dad and his two sons that are going to bless your heart. They're amazing singers. We're going to have a great time that night. That is Saturday, March 5th, in Forsyth, Georgia, at the Monroe County Fine Arts Center. I will see you there. Go to marklowry.com slash tour for more information.
0: Again, Lowry takes the stage on Saturday, March 5th. You can get tickets at MonroeFineArts.org. Again, that's MonroeFineArts.org. Another show Miss Stevens mentioned is The Lion King by Hubbard Elementary. MP senior Amaya Webb checked in with the show's director for a sneak peek at the performance.
7: Hey, I'm Amaya Webb, senior at Mary Persons High School, and I'm here with Ms. Rusgrove, music teacher and director of The Lion King Play. What inspired you to choose this play? Well, I've got several plays that I've done in the past, and we do them on a rotation, so that the kids are not in the same play, of course, um, between, while they're here at Hubbard. Um, I've got third through fifth graders in the play, so three years. Um, But there's about seven shows that I have in my rotation. Also, I consider uh, the kids that I know can do certain roles. Um, A lot of the roles can be played by either a boy or a girl. For example, Simba in The Lion King that we're doing this year, young Simba is played by a boy, and the old Simba is played by a girl. Um, So a lot of the roles are interchangeable, but some roles have to be Um, specifically a boy or a girl, and generally I I don't have as many boys. And so if I I know of a boy that I have that would be great for a specific boy role, then I might choose a different play. What traits do you look for in the lead role? I always tell the kids during the audition to just be over-the-top dramatic because it's so much easier to scale back than it is for us the entire the entire rehearsal time to ask them give me more 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 Mm -hmm. so somebody uh, very dramatic and obviously a good singer who can sing on pitch and a lot of the characters have um, quirky personalities in The Lion King, Timon and Pumbaa are um kind of goofball kind of characters so I look for somebody who may not be a goofball in real life but who could definitely play that role how do you pick what kids to do what role well I have a team that um the kids audition and a team looks watches the audition the last couple years we've had the, the option to do a virtual audition where they take a video and um and so it's not just me that chooses the roles but there's an entire team that will watch the auditions live or watch the videos and um pick pick their favorites and then we'll discuss and see where we where we um the same names for roles okay what are play practices usually like uh very chaotic actually <laughs> we have almost 80 kids in the show and that's about typical um for a year about 80 kids and there are groups dancing and there's groups and soloists singing and lines that we're going over we try to break up into groups and um it's it's a lot of kids and it's chaotic but it always seems to kind of come together there by the end you know how do you prepare for the play uh well in the spring of the, the previous year, we schedule the Fine Arts Center. So I have I have dates for rehearsals in the Fine Arts Center and performances. And then generally over the summer, I'll choose what show that we're doing and go ahead and order it. Read through the script. If it's a new show that I'm not familiar with, I read through the script and make notes of costume pieces and parts and props that we'll need and what kind of scenery or backdrops we'll need. Um, once school starts, I send home audition forms and I make lists of things that I check off lists that I, that I, all the little things that I've just got to do.
3: Where do you get the props
7: from? Most of the props I make, um, and, uh, well, like I just finished making 18 wildebeest horns, um for our wildebeest this year. So and I made those out of cardboard. But um so most of the things I make, um, a lot of the costumes I'll sew myself. And um the our art teacher, Miss Elizabeth Selman, she does the scenery and the backdrops and stuff like that for us. So it's um not a whole lot of store bought stuff. It's it's all pretty much homemade. (laughs) What is the easiest and the hardest thing about being in charge of the play? Um, well, the hardest thing is definitely my to-do list. There's so much that goes into the musical. Um, right now I'm working on the program and the the ticket design and um, the T-shirts for the cast just came in. So I was um, handing out T-shirts earlier today. And it's just there's so much that goes into it that doesn't have anything to do with actually directing the show, um, and I will say this: that I believe the easiest part is the directing. is Is sitting there in front of the kids and um, directing the songs and the the acting. That part is easy. The hard part is all the little things, um, all the costume pieces and parts. In my My cast list where I have checked off who all's got a complete costume yet and what all do I still need to make, and we're only two weeks away, so I need to hurry up (laughs) on that, you know. It's all those kind of little things that are the hardest. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Again, The Lion King is on stage for only one night, Tuesday, March 1st at 6 p.m. Before we go, we have a few reminders for you. Monroe County Schools will be closed Monday, February 21st, in observance of President's Day. Teachers and staff will report Tuesday, February 22nd for an in service day. Students will return Wednesday, February 23rd. Parent Teacher Conference Night takes place Thursday, February 24th at all Monroe County schools. Contact your child's school for more information. The annual Father Daughter Dance takes place this Friday night at Hubbard Elementary. Tickets are on sale now at all Monroe County elementary schools. Pre K registration packet pickup begins Monday, February 28th at the Board Office. For details, visit our website, monroe.k12.ga.us. Again, that's monroe.k12.ga.us. Look for pre K registration on the homepage. Thank you for joining us this morning. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to Monroe County Schools Radio exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Have a great week. Remember to be a champ. And as always, go dogs. The thoughts expressed in this segment represent Monroe County Schools.